automate, survive, thrive. The time is now. The Automation Alliance podcast brought to you by RapidMation. Hi, everyone. We are thrilled to welcome Thomas Kohlenbach to the show today. Thomas is a senior product specialist at Nintex, which are, is a company that's the global standard for process management and automation. He has over 12 years of experience implementing initiatives related to continuous improvement, change management, and system integration across the automotive and financial services industries. Thomas is a passionate business improvement advocate who has helped organizations around the world to decrease operational costs and drive cultural change. Thomas, welcome to the Automation Alliance podcast. Uh, thank you, Sean. Thank you for having me. Really exciting to listen to you guys and being part of your podcast. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, and I look forward to talking to you about all things process excellence. So, Thomas, just to kick things off, can you take the listeners through a little bit of a career journey and how you got started in the process understanding world? Yeah, more than happy, Sean. So obviously, this is not an, a TV accent. I immigrated from Germany 15 years ago uh, to New Zealand. And my first role here in New Zealand uh, was starting with Toyota Finance. And they were on the hunt to a process engineer. And I came out of the uh, Toyota world 12-year experience in Germany. And I was in both countries there, continuous improvement manager. So process became, for me, quite important and we established really early that we need to uh, map out and manage our processes correctly because we needed to go through an asset finance system replacement. And my journey there was uh, coming out of Germany, typical German thinking, very detailed uh, enterprise architecture. Visio was my tool of choice. And then I saw a, a very different tool uh, from a Nintex Bromer perspective, and I couldn't understand why simplicity is be better than the complex thinking, what the Germans really good at. And, um, but my engagement with my customer, with my internal customer, with the departments, with the functions was way, way higher than what I ever could receive or achieved with Visio at all or with BPMN, with business process management notation. So it became quite instantly clear, simplicity is your uh, a success factor for engagement and getting people actually involved in processes. Because one challenge we always talk about, even after being over 15 years in this industry, is like, how do I make actually people to use a tool? That's number one. And secondly, how do I get actually people that they are following a process and keeping processes up to date? Because for me, there's a huge difference between process mapping and process management. And for me, process management is our end game. We want to build a repository of standardized, repeatable processes, guiding our staff members, empowering our staff members to, to actually fulfill their roles and delivering the best outcome uh, to the customer. Back to you, Sean. Yeah, thanks, Thomas. And what a great journey it's been, right? I love the journey going from kind of Germany down to New Zealand, kind of all of your history with Toyota and all the automotive industry, and then kind of evolving into the Nintex ProMap world. So as we know, right, process management has become an area of significant growth and innovation in the last few decades. And obviously, with things like COVID, 
It's been uh, an imperative over the past 12 months. And I think there's an idea in the market that being able to find or replicate the perfect process framework is actually an option. So I'd love to get your thoughts on this and what you've been seeing working with numerous businesses of various shapes and sizes in Asia and helping them identify a perfect process framework. That's a really good point, Sean. Um, process framework is always hard or top, a uh, very top topic on there because there are global frameworks around. I think a lot of uh, the listeners have heard about APQC, the American Product and uh, Quality Frameworks. Um, then there are other ITIL and other frameworks around. Uh, clearly, they come out of the box. You could utilize them. But with my experience within uh, Nintex ProMap, they are not successful because they are not automatically aligned to your company culture. And the company culture becomes a very, very important scenario. What I mean with this is, is if you have a customer service officer or accounts payable officer working in your organization, um, and they are looking for some advice, how do I do a purchase order or how do I set up a new general ledger? They are looking in an area of finance. They are potentially don't have the knowledge or the understanding that they're sitting actually on a service on a function purchase to pay. So this sort of the uh, divisional uh, setup or functional setup, this is really where you need to analyze what is the best, how people understand this. At Toyota Finance here in New Zealand, we tried actually to transition from a classic departmental setup to a functional setup. And we spent some decent time, we thought at least that is decent time, uh, to educate 100 people business through these changes. We needed to roll back because people were not engaged. They didn't get the transition, how they sit on a function, on a flow, instead of in a department. So my advice, and this is always where I say, align this to your internal culture, making sure that the communication is clear and communication is not sending out one email by the CEO and saying, this is what we're doing from tomorrow. This is an ongoing process. You need to take anxiety of people away. They need to understand the why as well. Why is this so important? We see this in, in local government quite a bit um, they move clearly into a service delivery model. They are mapping out their services, what they provide, and they go through a quite significant change management with their employees through that people understand how this actually works. Back to you, Sean. Yeah, some great nuggets of advice in there, Thomas. And uh, and again, I guess we, we always talk to people about automation is all about people and how we help people do more with less. And really where this tool, Nintex ProMap, fits in our world, we kind of see it as a three-stage process. We see it first as being able to understand exactly how your business process is running today. And then once you understand how your process runs, then you can actually move on to the digitize and automate pieces. Um, and again, just some of the nuggets you laid in there about taking the people along for the journey, making sure that they understand the why, absolutely key in some of these programs to ensure that they're successful. So 
as we move a bit forward, we, there's obviously many businesses that struggle to pursue this digital transformation initiative because of a lack of visibility or understanding over their existing processes. And as I mentioned here at RapidMation, we firmly believe that knowing your processes is the beginning of automation success. So can you share with us some real world examples of how you've seen organizations, both big and small, truly redefine their automation initiative by starting first with understanding their processes? Yeah, happy to share there, Sean. Um, a global construction company, um, I would, if I remember right, I think 45,000 employees, um, their journey, they had some processes defined, but they wanted to enter the journey of digitalization and improving their processes. I think what you were mentioning, there's one step in between, which is part of what you are saying, understanding your processes, but there's as well, improving your process before you start the automation journey. Because if you don't optimize your process, your automated process is still not a great process. But in this case of the construction company, um, it was laying the foundation. So building the house, a process framework first and making sure that the governance is in play and so on. Because you don't want just to pick one process and go ahead and chase for it because you want to build this repository of processes. Nothing stops you parallel to identify a set, maybe a subset of five, six processes where you parallel enter already the improvement and then automation journey and finding these scenarios in there. Uh, for bigger organizations, it's normally an, a nice um, way to start from a bottom-up and a top-down approach. I think from a bigger organization, they always go top-down, uh, bottom, sorry, top-down approach, so they get a mandate from a C-level, then there's dedicated resources and they build this. We don't have the luxury uh, always in organizations because everyone is busy, how we find uh, the time to do this. So this whole idea, the uh, executive team, the leadership team identifies the needs, they identify the highest asset resource in the organization, us as people, but they understand as well, we need technology, we need process, this makes a difference. But then it's this big overwhelming pause where they realize, oh my God, this is work. We need to sit down and analyze how many resources do we put through there. But then my question is always, what is the alternative? How I, or what happened if you do nothing? You might be faster out of your business because the market uh, requirements changes and you need to adjust your processes. If you are working there on static, that doesn't work. If people are overloaded with work, they are, their productivity goes down. As Sean mentioned, working from home, a distributed a workforce uh, throughout uh, the country or different countries, how do they get guidance that we get actually there? So analyzing this and the biggest thing there to make this a success is breaking this in digestible chunks. It's this classic saying, how do you eat the elephant? You break it down so that you can actually schedule this out um, from a promet onboarding enablement scenario. I always say, run this as a project, build your body of work, building your resourcing around this. The most important milestone in the project is when it goes live. When it becomes business as usual, you need to have indicators in there and factors in there to make it your um, 
your DNA. So for example, it should sit in people's uh, job description, how you uh, run uh, improvement ideas, how do you keep processes up to date and so on, because then the center of excellence, the automation guys, have always a current state process on the hand and looking to drive the business further and can create further ROIs in there. So leadership buy-in is hugely important. The right resources against this, a clear framework around this, and you are on a really good track. Back to you, Sean. Yeah, brilliant, Thomas. Again, such such wise insights there. And uh, we've seen some amazing uh, things that customers do with this tool. And number one, there's a, there's a big legal company that we work with that are busy documenting kind of the whole way that their business runs so that anyone at any stage, whether that be a new starter or someone that's a veteran inside the business, knows exactly how that process runs. But most importantly, obviously, to look at that process and say, is that the most effective way we can do it? Or could we get better in certain areas? And then after we've done that, go through and identify the digitization and automation opportunities that, uh, that may be present there. So going back to something you said, your colleague, Chris Ellis, uh, who actually recently had on the show a few months back, he recently contributed to an ITY article that I think was entitled, What It Takes to Ensure the Success of Your Robotic Process Automation Projects. And Chris mentioned that a key step of the success is examining what is automated. And he says, before any automation takes place, it's vital that the process map faithfully represents the as-is state of your process and not an aspirational or legacy depiction of the procedure. So I'm keen to get your thoughts on the statement in terms of, do you think that there are certain scenarios and examples where specifically robotic process automation can indeed be applied without a captured process map to address an immediate urgency for a very structured, repetitive kind of rule-based workflow? Or, or what are your thoughts on that? I would take it in the first instance back to the 101 on continuous improvement. So forget any technology when continuous improvement got introduced into the service world, world of Toyota Finance, and this only happened in 2001. Uh, a lot of people were yelling out and saying, we need Visio, we need training, we need tools. And our Japanese stakeholder come back and said, no, you don't, you need a, a pencil and a piece of paper because it's not needed to, uh, to have fancy tools around this. Uh, obviously, when you manage and, and, and update things, that becomes a little bit ridiculous. But what it's actually the message in there is you need to visualize and you need to write down what you are doing. So building this current state as is a process or a big um, IT uh, partner in the US, I talked to the change manager there. He changed his language. He doesn't talk about an as is process anymore. He always refers to he lies the foundation uh, of the process and then looking into improvement opportunities. Um, and I think from a Chris Ellis perspective, applying a bot and training a bot is not that difficult because it mimics the work how a human being would do this, so quite linear, so this is quite good, filling out spreadsheet or entering data from a spreadsheet into a uh, legacy ERP system, these sort of things. Um, but if you do this wrong, or if you do this very um, challenging with some detours, it's not the most effective way. We might save a little bit because the technology does it a little bit faster than a human being, but we could save much, much more if you have the understanding, why are we doing this? And not only this comes back to the classic five whys, um, asking through 
uh, and understanding really the root cause analysis behind this to get to a better outcome. And we could easily increase potentially with no effort, we would have an, a 50% increase of ROI, but with a little bit of effort and thinking through why are we doing this? How can we improve this? Testing it out and then deploying it. So going through a problem serving cycle, this classic PDCA, uh, we could actually drive this to a way higher uh, outcome rate. Does that make sense, Sean? Yeah, absolutely, Thomas. And, and some wise words there, right? So, and that's why we always talk to people about kind of the three stages of the intelligent automation journey. The first part is truly about understanding. And only once you truly understand, whether that's with pen and paper or, or however you do that, that then allows you to identify the opportunities to digitize and automate. So definitely resonates with me. Thank you. I would yeah. like to have one comment on this, Sean. Sorry. Um, okay. I, I think for me, obviously working, and I'm a little bit biased uh, from an Intex, from a perspective or from an Intex world perspective, I think these days a very, very powerful tool is still your sticky notes, your post-it note sessions. Uh, what I always say when we are talking to opportunities or customers around this, facilitating a session where you as a facilitator have no idea what the process is about in detail because you are not there. The specialist, I got invited multiple times from my work life to run this facilitation sessions. For me, the, the, the outcome what we run there with the posted notes, sticky notes in there is fantastic. But to be honest, what's in it for me, I don't want to carry around butcher papers or taking pictures and bringing the posted notes wall back in. There's where technologies then can help you. There's where we can translate this easily into something like uh, Nintex Pro Map. And we can take it then from there and with help obviously from, from partners like Sean uh, and uh, others to actually take this in and driving this through the next automation step in there. Yeah, absolutely, right? Absolutely. All right, let's change gears slightly and let's talk about culture and more importantly, how an effective process culture can promote innovation and business agility. So I know that you're not only passionate about the operational benefits through process management, but more so on how you drive this cultural change within an organization. So I'd love to hear how you see the future of automation and process being adopted pervasively throughout organizations in Australia. Oh, big question, Sean, big question. Um, I, I think, I think um, from my own journey, starting uh, working in an insurance company nearly 30, 35 years ago, 35 years ago, um, we got told in Germany what to do and working hard and don't make any mistakes. So it was always the boss telling us. And then over time, obviously, the culture changed. Now we are in organizations and especially here in, in, in the APEC region, Australia, New Zealand, I think are definitely global leaders in the thinking. We want to drive an inclusive culture. We want to drive uh, empowerment of employees. We want to encourage people to, uh, to share ideas, to driving the business forward. I was recently on a round table situation um, where uh, the head of people and culture from a big telecommunication, global telecommunication company was putting out there, the leadership style needs to change. Leaders these days need to be more mentors and coaches. We are far away from telling people you need to do ABC and you are there. 
for this, we need to give people guidance. We, what I said before, we need to empower people. Now with our new, uh, new normal through the COVID scenario, and unfortunately what we're seeing now actually happening in, in Melbourne right the second, all of a sudden you could be overnight working from home again. So how do we cater for this in the future is really we need uh, software, cloud tools that we give people accessibility because we don't want to drive anxiety because if I, someone works from home, all of a sudden I can't ask my colleague next, next to me, how do I do this? So I need access to scenarios. People are not clicking always for a phone call on, on Teams or Slack or wherever on Zoom. They want to find their knowledge. So process becomes actually a guide or giving you uh, less anxiety because you have a reference point. So I think all this together and nurturing this and acknowledge this. Here we with Nintex, here in New Zealand, we are obviously very privileged what our COVID scenario looks like. But even our office is open and we have normally 40, 45 people in the office. Office becomes a space where we can go, but we don't have to. So it becomes an option. So how do you deal with this as an organization? Thinking about health and safety, thinking about password security. I'm pretty sure in Australia you heard about what happened to one of our district health boards with the ransom attack recently. So all of these things we need to cater for, but the culture of what you build needs to always look after, watch after how we actually deal with this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And yeah, as you say, right, with this whole working from home, I mean, imagine being a, a new employee that's been onboarded into a company and not having that face to face time or the option for that face to face time for someone to onboard you properly and tell you about the processes that that business runs. A tool like Nintex Promap would be absolute gold in that scenario because it's a reference point, reduces that anxiety and lets an employee know exactly what's expected of them at any given time. Okay, Thomas, you, you've been part of many amazing customer transformations through the use of intelligent automation. And I know that you've helped the likes of Zoom through to AstraZeneca, through to Amazon. So which customer story around process excellence or process management do you love to tell and why? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's our biggest customer in Australia, um, FMCG company. I don't want to na name the name, but one of your can be only two of them. Um, and we have one of uh, the FMCG companies running supermarket chains through Australia. They started the journey four and a half, five years ago. And within Intex Promap, we are counting process hits. So we are looking into how many times people are clicking in processes. And I would say as an average in our customer world, we are sitting somewhere on a company with maybe 1,000 employees you're sitting something on 150,000 clicks, something like this. This specific FMCG company sits on 2.4 million. Um, and this organization decided not only to utilize this technology in their headquarter to drive efficiency and in their service centers and shared service centers uh, throughout Australia, they are bringing this to the shop floor. So they're bringing this to the supermarket managers and breaking this even down, how to cook a hot chicken, because guess what? In different supermarkets, they have different hardware. It takes sometimes longer and takes sometimes shorter. How do you stock fill? How do you do non-conformance? So it's really from a strategic planning from the top headquarter down to the supermarket manager, down to the 
sales assistants, uh, how this actually works. And the knowledge is always um, the, the challenge what you have always, how do we transfer the knowledge, right? How do you make the knowledge available? You can do this on mobile devices. So they decided to do this on their handheld devices via an, uh, SharePoint uh, capability and utilizing SharePoint federated search on their mobile device. So that they are not searching the whole database with thousands and thousands of processes. So we limited the search uh, area in there. So it was really su uh, sufficient to go down this way. This is obviously a big, big scale. Uh, on the other side, we have a really small customer here in New Zealand and, um, and a customer who has only three employees and they are responsible for Auckland CBD to sign off the compliance for uh, fire, fire risk, for the hydrants, for the water um, uh, irrigation system. Uh, in the buildings, and every single uh, every single building is a separate process for them. So for them, it becomes a business critical uh, solution. And you see the two scales, right? Because I get asked, what is the sweet spot? Where do what sort of customer size would be ideal for Promet? There's not really an ideal scenario. We can deal with the small customers, but we can deal as well with the global big customers. I think our biggest customer globally has 150,000 employees. Uh, they are playing in the pharmaceutical scenario, uh, and then they are playing big time in the automation scenario. Does that answer your question, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for sharing some of those great customer stories, right? I know there's plenty of great customer stories on the Nintex website. I encourage anyone who's interested in this space, go and look at them because I'm continually amazed by some of the great kind of impact this type of tool is happening, having in many businesses. Um, the other thing that I often get asked, right, is, is people always concerned. And I think, Thomas, you touched on a little bit earlier about just having another tool to go to. And one of the other things that, that I really love, and we use Nintex Promo internally to document all of our processes. But the great thing is you can have these little mini mode windows where you can surface these process maps anywhere, any place, any time. And what I mean by that is um, we've dropped some of them inside Microsoft Teams, which is our kind of productivity tool. We've got some on kind of our intranet. You can surface these process maps exactly where people need them so they can very easily consult exactly what's needed as part of that process, which is a, a really, really great feature. And all, all right, let's I would, look. I, I, sorry, sorry, Sean, I would just like uh, one little customer story on top of that. Um, I was personally involved in an, a global rollout from an ERP system, in their case was SAP. The company operated in multiple different countries, different legislative uh, requirement, um, and they utilized uh, what Sean was just mentioning, this mini-mode link within the SAP technology. This works as well in Salesforce workdays, anywhere where you can store these mini-mode links to give people really quickly access. This solved for this organization an additional problem because they were operating not only in English-speaking countries, they were operating in Ecuador, they were operating in uh, China. So local language becomes sometimes a problem, even if the organization internally has English as a standard, that doesn't mean automatically everyone is fluent in English, uh, but they need to have this English comparison. So we have as well, not only to the minimal, we can as well deal with variation. So this is a very powerful scenario to have as a headquarters, the capability to communicate in your 
standard language, but as well into the local language so that we actually have a good imprint there. Back yeah. to you, Sean. Sorry for the alteration there. No, not at all, Thomas. And and we often get, get questions asked on those variations, right? And they such a great feature as well, certainly for kind of global companies that have um, different subsidiaries inside different countries. Those variations are absolutely key and people actually love that feature. So I'm glad you, you mentioned that as well. All right, let's look to the future for a moment. And I'm keen to hear your thoughts on where the future of process understanding lies. And are there any exciting features or enhancements that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, 100%. We just released uh, a new feature um, which came out of a customer request. So uh, anyone who has already ProMap as a, as a tool or is on a free trial side, uh, we changed our feedback capability. So the feedback capability and carry oh, this always is stakeholder engagement. How do we communicate? So it's really a powerful scenario. But somehow we missed the boat there because when you click on the feedback, it overlays is in the middle of the screen and you couldn't even read underneath anymore uh, what uh, you gave feedback to. Uh, the first release is already out. Your feedback panel comes now from the side, so you can actually navigate through the process and provide this feedback. The next release by end of this month uh, will actually allow you to select a certain activity and down to the task level and be very precise where this feedback goes. Uh, this will help our automation scenario as well because my viewpoint is in some processes, you still have steps in the process which are manual. Then it moves into an automation workflow or robotics scenario. And if we analyze this, we want to be precise and analyze the voice of the customer line of the business. You know, you guys looking after these processes and then the IT specialists, the automation specialists, they are looking how can we help there. So this is where this really nicely plays together. So that's a really nice uh, capability, which I love a lot. Uh, then we did a lot of work in the back end, a little bit more for the administrators, but these tools need to be administrators, even if they can connect this to a single sign-on, Active Directory, Easy Access, all of these things. But we changed our, um, what we're calling the process group structure, how we set this up, uh, increase the performance in there, anything on drag and drop, because the most important thing, what we talked before, and when we are setting up the architecture, uh, different levels, level zero to five, and then end, in the back end, it's all drag and drop. So it's easy to change and easy to make this happen. So these are the most two exciting things. Maybe one thing from a future where you say, Sean, or a motion, what happened today is a lot talking about risk and compliance management as well. Um, where it goes in this whole conversation, how can we bring a process framework and a risk and compliance framework together? And I think there is where ProMap plays a really important part of this because we can surface risks inside the process and we can make the risk and compliance managers stakeholders of a process. And we can drive this even to the risk and compliance manager as the process change approver. So they become really empowered to do assessments before a process changes. So this becomes quite exciting. And maybe the last really look in the future and there's no release dates there, uh, but we want to go uh, on our uh, mobile app. So we will, we started the project, we will increase our real phone mobile app scenario. Uh, watch the space, this will be fantastic. Back to you, Sean. 
Yeah, thanks, Thomas. Sounds like there's some exciting things in the pipeline. Some of those features that have just dropped are really cool. Um, yeah, I look forward to seeing some of the, the other things that are coming down the line. Thomas, that's been great. But just before we leave, do you have any parting thoughts or comments that you'd like to share with the listeners? I would say my thoughts is always, I, I always shake my head if I talk to companies and some organizations or part of the organization tell me still today, we don't have any processes. Just happened to me last week, H, head of HR told me they don't have any processes. That is really hard to understand. So my comment for you guys is out there, thinking about the importance how you want to operate, looking into your business and thinking about how agile, how fast do we need to change if um, environment changes, if our customer range change, if you want to work on the business, these sort of things, this all nicely translate into process. Stay away from um, just the cold-hearted frameworks. Think about your culture, do cherry picking, looking into this and looking for solutions who are with you for quite some time. It's like when we were before an Intex board ProMap three years or nearly three years ago, we were only talking about business process management and we always needed to look into other solutions. Now Nintex provides you an end-to-end -end platform and we are even growing further through acquisition in the future. So watch the space there and we want to build a trust relationship with you guys and utilizing obviously our strong partners in there as well to make this real and building a, a strong relationship with our customers and your customers strong. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Thomas. Listen, I think that's been excellent. So I just wanted to say thank you very much for your time and for sharing your amazing insights on all things process understanding. I know the listeners will, uh, will find immense value in it. And just to summarize, what we've been talking about today is all about understanding processes and being able to put all of that process management around different things we do on a day-to-day -day basis. And once we understand, then we can look to digitize and automate. So with that, Thomas, thank you very much for your time and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you for having me, guys. Much appreciated. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be part of the community and join the Automation Alliance at www.automationalliance.com.